Listener Production. First and foremost, we want to acknowledge that we are lucky enough to be recording this podcast on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to the people and their elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be here today. Hey, Ruben, how you been? Hey, Addy, I've been good, man. <laughs> how have you been, bro? I've been doing pretty good, man. How you been? Um, oh, oh, I guess I've been all right. I've been doing pretty good, too. Oh, oh, that's fucked. That's old men voices. Yeah. That's what we're going to sound like in 20 years, but for now, for we're now. 30, we're thriving, we're feeling good, your skin is glowing, you look like a melon in the sun, baby. <laughs> Dude, your voice is silky smooth in my ears right now. Dude, I'll tell you what, you're looking sexy, dog. <laughs> And I missed you. Give me a high five, man. We're back, baby. Hey. Oh, that didn't clap right. Wait, hold up. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, chin, chin. Glasses in, baby. Here we are. We're we're in Melbourne today. It's pretty nice down here. We're in this fancy as fuck establishment. You know what I was thinking? It's uh, when we got off the plane, that that air, it was so fresh. I was like, you know Yeah, what what happened when we got off that plane? We smelled something. It smells like a fucking Friday night in Melbourne. It (laughs) does. Oh, no, I can't (laughs) say it's so bad. Oh, it's awful. No, that's right. We uh, we got off the plane. We smelled the crisp air. And uh, it's a Friday in Melbourne. And you know what they say about Fridays in Melbourne? What do they say? It smells like a Friday fucking night in Melbourne. It smells like a Friday fucking night in Melbourne. We're feeling nice. We're in Melbourne, but I'll tell you what, Rubes, I'm very excited about this next guest that we have. Oh my God, me too. Someone who makes uh, probably among the most cool fucking music in the country and- And has done so. Has done so for a bloody long time. And it's it's fucking sick. Uh, She goes by the name of Alex Leahy, an icon, a national treasure. Yep. One of the dopest songwriters for sure. And uh, she's got some stories to tell, so- I think without further ado, she's at the Dow. Let's yeah, get, let's get her in. in. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a real honor to be sitting here. Hell yeah. With the one, the only, the very talented multi-instrumentalist. Yes. Singer-songwriter, uh, wearer of many hats you and capes. Jeez. Alex Leahy. Welcome. Hey. Oh my God. Thanks for the joining honor us. honor is all mine. Thank you. How Thanks you for having me. How I'm doing, doing great. I'm stoked to be here. So good to see you guys. You too. I feel like, I mean, certainly the first time like I've sat down with both of you anywhere. Yeah, you know, true. I feel like we've because you guys uh, worked on some music together in we the did. past. We did. We worked on a song called "Where You Feel." Yep. Uh, by Kelly Holiday, mm-hmm. and it features Sneaky the plug of Alex Lee. Yeah, go on, stream it. Go on, buy it. Go on, stream it, buy it. But um, every time we try and link up, we're always we're always in the same city. But there's always different things happening at different I know, times. I know, it's cruel. It's funny. And even like when we were talking about doing this, you were like, are you around to come in for a chat? Yep. And um, initially I was like, I don't think I am. But then we found this beautiful half hour window. You're a legend. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I'm so glad that we made it work. Thank Hell you. Yeah. For Nothing better work. than a good time restraint to make you want to do it even more and get it finished real hey, quick. That's, that's, the, like, that's the core of friendship, you know. It is. Ti- time, time restraints. Time limitations, I feel like yeah. Time restraints in general. Are kind of great things, deadlines and time restraints. 
they kind of help you get shit done. Mm-hmm. Like if everything was just free flow constantly, we'd kind of be living in a world of chaos. A hundred percent. Yeah, but I'm glad that we're doing this. This is sick. This is yeah. sick because yeah. our um one of our best mates that we grew up with, who actually we both have these silly little cat tattoos. Yes, oh. we do. Um, and the third man that has this cat tattoo, his name is Eddie, and he. He put us onto your music years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good on I you. remember he actually reached out to me saying, hey, have you heard of Alex Leahy? Like, this was a while back. Good. Well, it's one of those sounds that you want to share. It is. And it's, you're like, oh, because it's reminiscent of things you fucking love when, and grew up to, and it's got so many styles employed that you're just like, all right, this is... This is the vibe I want to be listening to For sure. all the time. Eddie, what a bloody legend. Eddie, shout out Eddie. It's Man. loud, it's grungy, and it's fucking sick. Well, I've got a funny Peking Duck origin story in my life. Yes. And I feel like I've told you this before. I don't know. Have you, I don't, it's not ringing Maybe. a bell. But. Well, um, our Lord and Saviour, Ben Dennis, um, <laughs> you know, has been championing championing you guys for so, so long. Yeah. And I know Ben. And we bloody context, hope so. He's our manager. Yeah, I was going to say, for context, <laughs> Ben is these guys' manager. And um, I knew, I met Ben when he was programming like the Warrandite Festival or something. Yeah, way, like, yes. yeah, way back. And he was doing like rats. And yep. do you remember all yeah. that stuff? Oh, rats. Yeah. Um, and oh, he, rats. he, you and Ben share a common interest. I hear you're, you're a bit of a saxophonist at, at Well, heart. this is the thing. So like Ben and I met when I was playing in a band and I was playing saxophone in the band. Is this Animo? Yes, this all is Animo, right. R.I.P. Oh, hectic. But um, he sent me this track and he was like, oh, we're trying to get some saxophone on this song. Can you record some? And it was high. Like Whoa. your tune. Oh, and, you and tell so, me. And so I tracked a bunch of saxophone. Like this is what, like oh eight years ago, seven, God. eight years ago. Yeah. I tracked a bunch of saxophone for it. I don't think it ever made. We put yeah. it in the live show backing though. Really? So that when we had our first uh, live gig at Splendor, we had, uh, you know, we had violins and horns and then sax on track doing the dun, dun, dun. But no, it was a sax line. I remember yeah, now it was like, because yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I actually listened back on that the other day because we wanted something for the for like the final drop, and it was going to be on high, and it was at the end. And you laid down Whoa. sick melodies, and then I was like, "This is it." But then we decided to just keep. it I remember. Yeah, and then I remember Whoa. hearing the hearing it when it came out, and I was like, "Oh, they mustn't have used the saxophone." Yeah, but it's so funny that you still have. So you still have the tracks? Yeah. I still have the tracks on <laughs> yeah, my laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, that's me. Yeah. Holy How funny is that? That's fucking wild. I know. Hectic. Um, do you still hit the sax much? I do it. Like, there's one song in my set that I play. You whip it yeah. out for? Solo. Oh, so you, tra- you travel that's, around with the sax? I travel around with the sax. That's what I wanted to hear. Bit of a pain in the ass. But thankfully- You know when someone's like secretly a weapon at something and no one will ever know? <laughs> I don't know if at I'm least, a weapon at it. Well, but- no. Even if you're a medium at it, like, you've got to whip it out <laughs> and just get amongst it and, and seeing like a live show when you see I don't know if Elton could play sax you'd want to see him just whip it out for one song <laughs> I mean like there's something about the saxophone and the human psyche that it's like just the side of it makes people hear white noise and just get excited it's like full yeah. like adrenaline yeah. surge so I can sort of get up there and like just like show it to the audience and yeah. sound like shit and everyone's pumped about it anyway yeah. well, I wonder um, what that connection is I don't know because it's not like a vi- it's not like someone whips out a violin and everyone's like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's, the sax is an instant <laughs> vibe. Has, yeah. Such an instant vibe. It's something about it. I don't know what it is, but like I even we used to bring out Ben, our manager, the one we've uh, been talking about during <laughs> our set to do a sax solo at the end of Fake Magic. We could actually put some footage into it, and we, right we made here. him wear like a Guy Fieri sort of yeah. flame suit and wear a fedora for it. 
and he would rip it up. whole crowd would fucking love it. They love it. Even yeah. like pre those memes of like sexy sax man and all like, I remember there was an era on the internet where the sax was heavily memefied, but even prior to that, the sax still has that like grabbing, what's the word, kavorka. It's almost like it has a kavorka. Yeah. It's an the, animal sexuality. Well, and it yeah, also right. just brings the party, like thinking of like some of the best party songs of all time, Pinau, uh, yeah. what is it, Embrace or Baby, one of the songs has Baby, a f- yeah. massive sax and like go on name another calabria one. oh mr saxo beat yeah <laughs> fuck that song i, feel I just like want to put that on record fuck that song <laughs> i feel like mr saxo mi- beat take my heart take my lord oh is that calabria that with no calabria is sick remixed no nah, it's okay. just a shit song <laughs> i feel like the sax met like got peak meme at like when jason derulo was doing like oh talk dirty to me dj snake actually produced that and then that was peak meme and then like post meme it's like now like sam fender's made it cool and you know it's gone back to that like springsteen saxon rock music kind of thing as opposed to like destination unknown yeah yeah totally Well, fucking big up to you for bringing it out. Oh, man. At least it fits in, like, carry-on, you yeah. know? So yeah, true. Shove it in the, oh, yeah. so it's an alto, I guess. It's an, exactly. You know your saxophone. That's my sax knowledge right there. Nice. Really flexing everything. Because you, you've, you've been road-dogging it for a while. Like, how long have you been on the road recently on this last run? Uh, I mean, sort of on and off. Like, I feel like I'm sort of waiting for, like an album to drop to sort of be on the road yeah, solidly. But I've done like some, I've done a bunch of touring like on and off over the last few months in like Europe and the UK and in the US, but cool. it feels very like on and off. And are you yeah. hinting that that means there might be an album coming soon? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to lie. Hey, like, hey, cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been long enough. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck. But, um, Sick. but yeah, there'll be more on that like in a f- couple of months. But, Sick. Um, and is it yeah. all balls to the wall or is it shifting and changing? What can we expect? I think like, I've grown a lot and I've like become more like just increasingly passionate about like making records. Mm, So like, I I think there's like more of that. It's certainly like the most collaborative record I've ever made, which is cool. Um, Any you can mention. Oh, I might save that one later, but like for later. But yeah, it's been like really nice. And like, you know, my last record came out in 2019. So it'll be like four years between them. You would hope hope that things have kind of like. Things have changed. Yeah. You'd hope. Yeah. Or sort of like, you know, there's a bit of exploration at the very least. You still, you seem like a uh, enhanced version of the last time I saw you. You reckon? Yeah. You got a good energy. Oh man. You got a good vibe going. Yeah, same with you guys. It seems like the last, uh, the lockdown era. And the pandemic era has, you know, treated you well as best as it could. Yeah. I I, I don't feel jaded by it. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've just kind of like gone with it and. You strike yeah. me as someone that has generally no fucks given in songwriting and releasing music anyway. You're not like someone who's like worried when you write. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I just recognize how lucky I am that we get to do the things that we get to do. So yeah. I guess like I'm always coming from like a place of gratitude, like, you know, whether or not that's conscious or otherwise. Mm. And I was having this conversation with someone recently being like, you know, for all the lack of stability and uncertainty that we have in this job, at least things are always interesting, you know, yeah. and, we yes. get, and we get to wake up every day and do something that we love and, you know, I get to be my own it. boss and like, you know, how cool is that? Like just little things. Yeah. 
like that. I mean, for you guys, it's like you get to work with your best mate every single day. Like that's oh, it's that's so dope. Good. You know? Yeah, it's so good. Oh, we had a fun day in the studio yesterday. Oh, so much fun! Like I forgot about that because like the last three years, as we were talking about, like yeah. Addy's been living in LA. I was I've in been LA. In yeah. Both in countries locked down and. A lot of Kelly holiday stuff, a lot of yoga stuff for him, just a lot of us being away. But now that we're really back together, it's just like, fuck, this is actually incredible. Do you feel like it's been like really good for your relationship? Like having had that time, kind I guess, of like, yeah, in not, a way, not like living in each other's pockets, for you know? Sure. I think so. Well, like, there's, I guess, in a way, when we, we only had Peking Duck, we didn't have our own sort of like muses to like get things off our chest mm-hmm. in other ways it kind of created a really uh, tricky environment for us to always want to compete yeah. uh, musically to, all right, who's starting sticker ideas or yeah. something like that. And then now we're just in a position where it's like, if I hear an idea of Eddie's, I'm like, oh my God, let's Maybe let's we need this. to get back to that shit though. Because we <laughs> used to be very competitive, yeah. secretly competitive. I think we can say that. <laughs> it's great though, because we'd both cook up ideas and we'd be like, hey, check this, mm. check this. And then whichever was the best idea, that's the one that we'd cook up on and then turn yeah. into a song. So like, it's kind of a weird way of going about writing tunes, but that's yeah. how we kind of have always done it. With I hope about. we never go back to that. That was hectic. It was sick though. Like, you know, it's kind of like fucking militant weird you, way you it was never a lot of band. i mean you because you guys are a band you know and it's like definitely don't feel like it i know, <laughs> I know I, like, yeah. Yeah, but like you but you are but like you know you hear about it with like even the beatles and stuff it's like lennon and mccartney were actually like kind of competitive yeah. yeah and i think especially when you have a band where there's more than one person writing the stuff yeah i feel like that's kind of natural but maybe it like elevates the end, that's what that's know, what i'm thinking no like the product yeah. in the end because it's like it's like what we were talking about before with time restraints and deadlines. It's kind of like this, you know, metaphysical deadline of, oh, well, if I don't come up with this idea then, then he might come up with that one. But I that th- creates healthy competition. But I think, though, what we've learned more than anything is how to work with each other. And that's yeah. been the most amazing thing. Like, I'd say in, you know, 2017, 2018, we were, like, thinking about opening bars and writing kids' books and doing all sorts yeah, of things yeah. that were non-music related because it was like, oh, time away from the studio, that's nice. Now we're like, can't be more excited than yeah. getting in the studio together and like working on songs like we did yesterday, for example. And it was just a fun time. We were having fun, but we were doing sick stuff too. Yeah. And I think like, you know, learning- having fun is the key, right? Like- I mean, that's it. If it's not fun, it's not going to be good music. You know, if people, I, I don't know, a lot of people do write their best music when they're Demo. down or mm. sad, but I don't know about you guys, but personally, I find it really hard to just you know, have that motivation to do a full day in the studio when I'm feeling like that. Yeah. I've been going through some shit lately, obviously with the breakup and like, I was like, okay, maybe I can channel this into some creativity as everyone kind of thinks. And I kind of did. Like I went in the studio and I was coming up with some good ideas and I think it's like, maybe it's like a coping mechanism of like, well shit, all this stuff is shut down in my life. Maybe I can use this other outlet. And that's why I think artists are so lucky to have that outlet because you know, you look at ma- the majority of the world's greatest songs and they're all they're all stemmed from heartbreak perhaps or like you know something to do with longing for something um but like yeah i, think I know for me you like waiting till i'm in a happier time and then being able to go like travel back momentarily to what i felt like when i was in that shitty period mm. that's more oh you jump in the time capsule easier yeah, yeah jumping like in that. the little i think cap. i do that too yeah. yeah and i think maybe because of that like the music is 
you know, because you, you quote unquote, like look back on it and laugh. Like the music has that bit of humor to it as well. And mm. Let's you, all look back on it and laugh. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. You know? So like, I think that, yeah, I definitely like, yeah, I find like if I'm in a shitty point in life or whatever, like I just have to kind of like be there and get through it. Yep. I'm not really extrapolating it like at the time, but then yeah. after like. I'll go back and yeah, and in dredge, hindsight, dredge it all up for be- yeah. <laughs> for better or worse. That's definitely yeah. a better. I'd yeah. say that's a better way to do it as well because you're coming at it with a bit more clarity as well. Like because as I was, I was just finished that story. I went to the studio. I'm like, yeah, I'll come up with some sick ideas, and it was sad, mopey shit. And like I'm calling it like some of these voice notes I'm recording for. I'm just fucking devastated. And it's like, dude, what am I doing? Like, go outside, have a coffee, get some fresh air, take a deep breath. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and you know, I guess for some people that would work, for others not, but. I think a great thing, um, like about the session that me and you had mm-hmm. that day in LA, you just let everything flow and you ha- it was so fun. Yeah. And it seems like you thrive in that kind of environment. Are most of your studio sessions that kind of feeling? Yeah. I mean, like when I write with other artists, like my sort of goal is to kind of come in there and make, I don't know if you felt this and, and maybe it doesn't necessarily apply to you, but like, f- especially for like younger artists that I work with, like I want them to come out of the day in the studio being like, wow, I never thought I could do that, you know, or like I never thought we could put this in a song or I never thought, you You actually gave some good advice uh, recently where you said uh, in a chat with someone that when collaborating with other people, it's easy to sort of think like, oh, this is what I should do for them or this was something. Mm. But the best thing you can do is just be yourself. And that is such sound advice. And I've taken that on board. Yeah, exactly. And that's like such a big part of like my mantra, like just in life, like just you know, just be yourself and, and do you and and let things happen and be genuine, you know. Yeah. And that's what people aren't idiots. Like, yeah. you know, when you hear music that isn't genuine or you hear songwriting that isn't genuine, it's like, you know, you know, and you don't yeah. connect yeah. with it. And, you and don't when have, it's authentic, that yeah, shit connects. Exactly. And you yeah. don't have to be a musician to, to be able to identify that. I guess that's probably where my head was at, like talking about like when we were fighting for hot singles before. Mm. It was sort of like there was some days where we'd rock up to the studio together. Oh, yeah, together it's definitely not fully authentic. And we'd feel like, okay, you know, we've had like this awesome hot streak of maybe a few songs in a row hitting radio really well. Mm-hmm. And then like, how do we keep that going? And yeah. then already with like going in with that mindset of like, it's got to be good. Yeah. And, and, you, and you know, like this is also coming from like when I was in Animo, like, and we were writing songs together. Anna is my old band for context. And we were writing songs together. Which, by the way, oh, Alex yeah. fronts with not only voice, but hot sax. Hey, it's, who, who knows why that band didn't work out? <laughs> why it never got there? <laughs> I haven't but, actually um, heard any. I've got to pop that uh, Dripping hot sax. That's it. Oh. Anyway. But, um, oh, I like but, that. But we, um, like, we did for a time we're like how do we write songs to get on the radio and you know what none of them got on the fucking radio and like people can you know see this stuff and the only reason why we know it doesn't work is because we've done it and it doesn't work i'm sure you guys have like tried it as well i've been like yeah, what is this? For the radio, yeah. and it's never. It yeah, because we, right, we, yeah, it doesn't because you're no. forcing something. Yeah, you're really forcing something. And we we sort of hit this like idea of like if we release one song which is completely authentically us, uh, and then follow it up with a song that may represent sounds of our older things, mm. uh, you know, which is very aligned with us as a brand and sounds like what we'd play at a live show mm-hmm. and we could ab sort of through them like let you down sounds like a duck song wasted which came out straight afterwards like absolutely smoked it because it was just authentically us yeah. in a studio after a couple of cans made a song yep 
And, and I think it probably happened in like two hours or something, yeah. right? And it yeah. was literally yeah. like two hours. It was not yeah. forcing at all. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if you think of like, you know, and, and you guys have been there, like you've made music with other artists and artists that have a label who wants to get them on the radio and that's yeah. like the MO of the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you look at like, you know, ra- like true radio hits that have happened over the past few years mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo doesn't yep. sound like a radio song, no. but it, it is. And you Little know, Yachty, Poland. Yeah. What you about Dance shit? Monkey? You know, <laughs> like, you know, it's up. not, it's not like someone like commissioned that for the radio. It's yeah. just someone writing a song and doing what feels good. Doing what feels good in that moment connect, for them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of hits and misses, a big, uh, I guess the anchor for this podcast in general is that we talk with every guest about the highs and the lows, uh, any the highest high and the lowest low of their That's life, right. whether well, it be just, something Just playful. anything uh, memorable that you might want to mention. But I was going to say to you, you've obviously had a very long career in the industry. Like how long have you been in the game? The now? game. I mean, I've been playing music forever, but yep. like I quit my day job yep. like in 2015. So okay, I guess boom. this is like year, year seven. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Lucky seven. So that's like same Hell time yeah. as us. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That was 2015. Let's was... do a three way. Like oh, a... yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, Adam and I worked Follow at your cafes. dreams, kids. You can do oh, it man. wherever we the camera is. We worked at Macca's and then we worked at cafes. Where did you work? Why do I feel like I've seen photos of you guys working at Macca's before? We used to do some dumb shit at Macca's. That we used to drink vodka and orange juice in the things. <laughs> yeah. And uh, take all the, look- steal all the nugget bags. And like afterwards, we'd be like, well, let's fucking go to our mates and cook nuggets and smoke weed. And it was a great time, actually. Good yes. era. Good yeah. era. Like yeah. sick time. Like that. My favorite you- was the, you know, stealing all the, well, not stealing because they were going to chuck it out anyway, but yeah, all the fish patties at the end. Oh my God. Ruben loves his fish. Yeah. And then just get a few barbecue sauces. The giant fish fish nuggets. Well, that's like the Macca's hack, isn't it? It's like instead of asking for six nuggets, you get the McChicken patty. Isn't that it? It's you could like do that. I think it winds up being like I think more the, bang for your buck. I think the best, yeah. I think the best hack with Macca's, and Macca's, if you're listening, we're open to work with you guys on some sponsorship deals um, if you want. Take our word right um, now, Macca's. We want yeah, steam, <laughs> steam your buns. Steam your steam buns. Yeah, Any burger you get, get a steam bun. That shit's going to taste like like butter on a flat. And we don't want you to go. Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can always ask for there's it. A, oh. There's no rules. Just want to tell you, <laughs> if you go to the kiosk, you're going to get let down. You have to ask a person. Oh, yeah. It's like human touch. It's not a button. Human yeah. Yeah. Chaos. You need that human you need touch. The human touch. <laughs> so drive through or at the front, you've got to ask them. Otherwise, you're just going to be at the chaos confused. Man, I'm going through a big Macca's apple pie phase right Ooh, now. Oh, Macca's so apple good. pie era. No, no one's talking about it. Did you it. smash Let's the custard pie they did recently? No. Anyway, uh, I'm, this is such an over-the-top Macca's advert, and I'm going to shut up yeah. right now. <laughs> Unless, they ain't going to give us pesos. Unless you're going to pay us. Unless, unless you're gonna you pay guys want to work together. Let's talk. We're going to release this footage, Macca's, if you give us the pesto. But um, but yeah, I know we should have worded you up about this prior, obviously, about no, the highs and the lows. But are there any moments, what's like a real low low? And it doesn't have to be a low. <laughs> nice. That's a real low Just low. wait while yeah. I fill up my uh, yeah, go and cup of morning brown. I'm pretending this is coffee. Ooh. <laughs> That's sexy. But like, uh, it doesn't have to be a low devastating, any just a funny low that you may have learned something from, or it's just a fun story. I feel like the last few years have been like certain lows, like, you know, but I don't want to get, I feel like that's almost a cliche at this point talking about Mm -hmm. like, you know, we all, we all know, you know, 
I <laughs> what's the low? Last few years has fucking sucked, man. Yeah. Haven't you read the fucking news? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like one sort of like funny low, I suppose. Was we like when, funny lows. Yeah, we like funny lows. Was when I did the Making Gravy tour with Paul Kelly. Yeah, um, the goat. Yeah, literally the goat. There you yeah. go. And um, for whatever reason, like there were three shows, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Each one had like torrential rain at oh. all of them, um, which I guess is not similar, dissimilar to what's gonna going to happen in right a couple now. of weeks. But yeah. like, um, like every single show, it was just so much rain. And at the Melbourne show, it was at Sydney Maya Music Bowl, which is literally a, a bowl. It's literally a basin. It's, yeah, exactly. And there was this torrential downpour, and all of this water, like pooled at the bottom of the stage. Oh, shit. And the dressing rooms flooded. It was like Jumanji. Holy fuck. Yeah, it was crazy. And, like um, it was like Jumanji. It was like Jumanji. I've it was always like, it, wanted to be in a game of Jumanji. No, dude, it was dude, like water water up to our knees, like backstage. The water buffalo it was chasing. crazy. Fuck. And, um, and I didn't think that we were going to play for obvious I was like, surely like yeah. electricity in this much water isn't gonna, <laughs> yeah. gonna go well. But then what happened was that like there was so much water that pulled at the bottom of the stage that it made the subs buoyant and they really? just like fell into the arena. Oh fuck. It was crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, it was nuts. So the risk assessment guy of the day called in sick yeah. <laughs> and yeah. everyone decided it's fine. You can have the day off. I remember seeing one of the promoters like standing on one of the balconies just like with his ha- hands on his head, like looking at all this shit go down, <laughs> being like probably like calculating the insurance bill or something oh, like that. Um, and everyone was like, no, you're still good to play. Like if it's bad, like it will just like trip the mains and you'll be fine. And we're like, oh. No one's going to get electrocuted. Yeah. This yeah. is fine. But um, but. It was sort of this like funny thing that yeah. happened and someone like pulls out this guitar from the, you know, submerged backstage Wow! and they're like, does anyone know who this is? And it's like Paul Kelly's guitar that he wrote fucking, I don't know, dumb things on, you know, like, yeah, all, like yeah. it's like all <laughs> the Some hits iconic shit. and everyone's like, just put it down. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, put but it back in the water. Did you do the gig? We did the gig wow. and like Paul was, I mean, the thing that I learned from it is that Paul was just so laid back about the whole thing. Like yeah. I was, oh, I was, I know I was on the fritz yes. and like yeah. he looks downstairs at all of us like wading through the, the, um, the dressing rooms. And I remember him looking at me and literally saying, all aboard. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, wow. that's, that, that's smooth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, he was just like, he is a smooth He's dude. A very I can't smooth even guy. tell like, if that's the lowest low or the highest high. I that know. is I mean, it was huge. just like, I mean, I, le- I learned a lot that's from incredible. it. And for him, it was just like, I said to him, I said to him, I was like, look, if you want to cut our set or whatever, like yeah. to make it work, because we were just like do. bleeding through the schedule. Yeah. And he was like, no, he's like, that defeats the purpose of this whole thing. Like, you know, we all, we're all going to wow. play and all that kind of stuff. He's a fucking dude. Yeah. Shout out Paul Kelly. Wow. Shout yeah. out PK. He's so yeah. tranquil, isn't he? Yeah, he's <sighs> awesome. I mean, it, it's just like. He's got a yeah, vibe. I am never complaining about the temperature of the lighting again. <laughs> Don't do it, man. He just puts things into perspective. If it's raining. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? I mean, if you really do put it into, into perspective, it's like what you were saying earlier of like. Yeah. Fuck, how lucky are we that we actually even get to do this yeah. at all in the first place? Yeah. And what, a bit of rain? Fuck, it's wet. Well, it's not even our job to assess the risk. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to hey, the risk yeah. assessment. <laughs> yeah. Shout out the to guy our that had the day off. Yeah. Risky in that festival in Toronto and he's like, nah, nah, this, this one's canned. And he was an Aussie working in Toronto. We were meant to play this festival. It was like one of our first big North American mm. festivals. And we were so stoked. We'd like flown all the way to Toronto for it. Yeah. And we got there. We're ready to play. We're obviously one of the first that was going to play. And, uh, and risky. The Aussie goes, nah, nah, it's too windy. (laughs) 
Was that his name, Risky? Yeah. (laughs) And we were like, what? What do you mean? No, who cares? And he goes, he goes, no, boys, I don't even have to tell you that. Like, I'm just, you can go. Yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah. It sucks when it gets canned, but hey. Yeah. But very cool to know that, you know, yes. nothing yeah, so will stop the, the show Yes, so even when Paul. the subs go into the water, you can, you can do make it. it happen. I All don't right. know how well, it sounds. What about high highs? High, high highs. highs. I mean, right now, right here. Here we are. Uh, I mean, this is it? it. High. Tracking saxophone for high for Peking Duck. That never, <laughs> yeah! that never made it. That was the that was the lowest low. Hearing the master of high when it was on the radio, <laughs> thinking that my saxophone was going to be on it, and it wasn't fucking there. Oh. Um, I invited everyone around for a listening session. They, exactly, they were ready. And I'm like, no, it's just deep in the mix. I yeah, yeah, it's gone in the back. <laughs> it's just in the back. It's in the back. Don't um, it's in. What there. is? Um, I remember in 2016, I think it was. I won the unearthed spot at Splendor in the Grass. Fuck yeah! And that was just like a sign that things were going okay for sure. Um, and. I remember like standing backstage because, you know, you're playing like as soon as gates open, like 10 minutes after gates open. And I remember standing backstage waiting to go on and, you know, feeling so nervous. And then like you can see from backstage on the main stage, you can see where the gates open. Mm -hmm. And so they opened them up and there was just this like, I don't know, just this like stream of people like running down the hill like yeah. trying to get into the amphitheater to wow. catch the set and, that's cool. and, oh. yeah, and you know like and it, and it and it wasn't like you know like one of those crazy sort of vistas but it was by far the biggest crowd that I've ever been to and you know it's, it was just crazy to see that people were connecting with what I do and I guess it was one of the hard parts about you know like well, we're all touring acts and for me it's like my biggest gauge of how things are going are how many people are at the show so it's been hard, like the past few years, to not know how things are going yeah. because you can't. You don't, see, have, you that don't have that connection. You don't see the people who are engaging with it, and for yeah. Sure. And for me, that was like the first time that yeah, there was that the human connection, or or as a friend of mine says, like the social phenomenon, like yeah. that is music yeah. sort of like in front Fucking of me, crazy, and like in the context of the shit that I was making. So that was that was sort of like yeah, that's the, like your shit. Yeah, that was sort see. of like a. I don't know if it was like the I made it moment, but it was the like. It was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah. And it like, it was more the like, I'm doing it moment. You know, it's, it's, I'm doing oh, that thing. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So that was probably Make like some the noise for that fucking oh, uh, Tingling in the spine. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> so you like, and you're still, you know, still to this day, you just released that beautiful tune. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, congratulations on congratulations. You're still, uh, you know, creating and releasing fucking phenomenal. Bangers. bangers, banger after banger, oh, slap does. after slap, hit after hit, no shits. I want to know. Yeah, how are you? How like? Obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to fucking sound cliche by saying how are you not jaded, but how do you? How has your experience changed from when you first started and that moment being on that amphitheater to now when you play a show? Obviously, it's been a shit show with the pandemic, but do you feel like you still have that same gratitude and appreciation? Yeah, for sure. I, I I mean, even more than ever. I think like for sometimes sure. when you're first starting, you're like, oh, well, this is happening. Like, you know, and you're just kind of going with it. And 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, Dude, and I don't want to say you're taking it for granted, but you are just like swept up in the you whole thing. You jump on the ride yeah. and then you're on this fucking ride and you're kind of just watching everything go by. Yes. I, I remember like that feeling and we said this the other day where you're like on the plane uh, to your, a show in Dubbo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember us being on the plane <laughs> and Dubbo. thinking that everyone on the plane 
you know, obviously knew that we were playing at the Amaru Hotel that night. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, for some reason, that just was such an apparent thought and so normal in my head. Yeah, I know. It's it's sort of... it's. <laughs> then you get older and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> what was I thinking in 2012? Hotel. <laughs> but I think even with like, you know, the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, like you kind of get a new lease on, you know, what it is that you're doing. And for me, I feel like more of a sense of responsibility, I think to myself, like about, you know, making this is like the best it can possibly be because what an opportunity, like, you know, but also like to the people who are supporting you and the people that are, you know, work alongside you and the people that are into the stuff that you're doing and kind of keep you in the game, so to speak. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's definitely like the gratitude and, and, you know, the enthusiasm and appreciation for sure. But I don't know. And maybe it's just like a getting older thing. That's like, what I was going to say, you know, right? It's like you're more present to a yeah, degree. So you yeah. have more control over. For sure. I can put more into yeah. this and I can like curate a better experience yeah. for everyone, including myself and the fans. And in a way, it's there's something more relaxed about that. Yeah. Which you would think would be the opposite. You'd yeah. think like sort of taking on that responsibility would make you more uptight or something. But I've actually found that it's the opposite. For yeah, sure. fully. Yeah. And like I've I've noticed recently, I'm now falling in love with listening to music that sounds like the music that we were first making yeah. and first fell in love with. I'm now at that point where I'm not like trying to block that anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love listening to this yeah. again. I feel like that's something I need to work on. Sometimes I get scared about listening to music. Yeah. It freaks me out sometimes. What do you listen to when you say if you're just chilling or like you want to turn up or like, you know, what, what kind of shit are you into? Uh, at the moment, like I'm wearing my Turnstyle shirt at the moment Fuck actually yeah, under my incredible. jumper. I love Turnstyle. So I, love, so I love the new Beth's record. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I've really been listening to. That was a pretty um, good list, to be yeah, honest. I yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, nice. it, it's it's an exciting time. It's all it's always an exciting time for music, but it's it a particularly is. exciting time for records. Have you had any? Everyone, have you had any refound one. old loves from like you know a revisit that you're like, oh my god, how did I block this for so many years? I've been listening to um, Phoenix more, yeah, and like, and I think because like I've been getting. I'm increasingly like passionate about like production and mixing and all that kind of stuff. And like Philippe Sadar, who yeah. like mixes the yeah. Phoenix. Rest in pace. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like he. Cassius. I mean, they're considered like like the best indie mixers ever. Dude, like 100%. They're, they're sort of, they're like other You've seen that studio? Yeah, it's crazy. It's the mix insane. of the masters that yeah. he does. Like it's, and it's so simple. Like and so that's, clean. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like. So, yeah, revisiting that with a different lens has been really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that whole yeah. era of music, especially, was all coming out of France, you know, with Busy P, like Ed Banger stuff. Because all the, a lot of the Ed Banger Records material was getting done by Philippe. Yeah, right. Um, and Philippe obviously passed away recently, which sucks. But that studio is still living on and they're still churning yeah. shit out of there. But Phoenix is such a good example of like that. It's like a time capsule, time capsule of that moment of like indie electronic fusion yeah and they're so fucking good yeah. yeah when they first came out i was like eh, but i listened back as well recently mm. and i'm like holy shit the only like the a, juice. a recent mix that i've heard present day mix that i've heard recently that i think is like almost on par is um silk chiffon by moona have you heard that tune no it's like moona and phoebe bridges and wow. it's, and oh, it's an unreal song like it's a perfect song yeah but the mix rips Okay. And it's sort of like, it feels comparable to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Check it out. Yeah, there you go. Well, Famous thank you. Lessons. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. You're a fucking a legend. Everybody cool. that's listening right now, make sure you go stream Alex Leahy's music. Turn it up fucking loud. Take your shirt off and dance around your house. And like get a ready. And put on it. High by Peking Duck and turn it up really loud so, <laughs> so you can hear, you can hear the, the sax. <laughs> the sax in the mix. Turn up the sax. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
She's got new music coming. Yeah, and, uh, album in 2023, song. Alex Leahy. Thanks, well, guys. Love you guys. Love ya.